dive into a regular discussion mm -hmm. then? Yeah, yeah sure. Um, let me read off the absentees then, so we can all know what they're doing. Eric Harris, uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, The Lighthouse. His chits go to Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Midsummer, Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, Ford vs. Ferrari, For Sama, and Dolomite. Richard Probst, his number one is Jojo Rabbit, number two is The Lighthouse, number three is Marriage Story. He gives chits to Little Women, For Sama, Booksmart, Parasite, Portrait, Uncut Gems, and Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. He actually sent me, I have to fix this real quick. Sent me a text a few minutes ago. Um, King Gardner, first is Marriage Story, second is The Lighthouse, third is Jojo Rabbit. Chits go to Knives Out, Ford vs. Ferrari, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Little Women, Us. Logan Bushy, best picture, one is Waves, two is Midsummer, three is Endgame. His chits go to Marriage Story, Little Women, Us, Uncut Gems, Booksmart, The Farewell, Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Andy Ray. His best picture goes to Marriage Story. Second place is Waves. Third place is Dolomite. His chits go to Farewell, Little Women, Lighthouse, Ford vs. Ferrari, The Irishman, 1917, and Us. I'll just jump into mine really quick. I don't have a whole lot of arguments because there are two dozen films this year that I absolutely loved and would put on this list. So I may even change it based on hearing what you guys say. My number one is Marriage Story. Number two is a Lighthouse. Number three is Parasite. My chits go to Portrait, The Lady on Fire, Booksmart, For Sama, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, In Fabric, Knives Out, and Jojo Rabbit. And Allie, do you just want to list off? We'll go in this order. All right. My top three are Marriage Story, Booksmart, and Portrait of the Lady on Fire. The rest are Knives Out, Hustlers, Jojo Rabbit, The Lighthouse, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. My first three are Little Women, Dolomite, and Waves, with chits, which could fluctuate a little bit. I've chopped out some that I don't think I have a shot at, but chits going to Just Mercy, 1917, Parasite, Uncut Gems, Book Smart, Late Night, and The Farewell, possibly. Did you say Late Night? Yeah. What is that on our list? No. Is it? No. 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 Never mind. No. Then, then uh, for Sama, probably. Sorry. Is for Sama on our list? Yes. yes. Yeah. <laughs> it is one of two documentaries that made it into best. Mm. Uh, I'm seeing our old list, but it's not showing up here. There it is. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, Ed's uh, was number one was Booksmart. Um, number two was Hollywood. Once upon a time in Hollywood. And um, Ford versus Ferrari uh, was his number three. Um, for me, uh, Late Night did not make the list, so I didn't get to vote for it. Um, uh, same with uh, Harriet did not make our list, so I did not get to vote for it. So uh, of, of those left here, just kind of going top to bottom, I think I have 11 right now, so I'm not sure how I'm going to order them. Ford versus Ferrari is probably going to be my top, uh, just because the other two are not on the list. Bombshell, 1917, uh, Jojo Rabbit. Uh, Joker, Just Mercy, Knives Out, Marriage Story, Portrait of Lady, On Fire, and Us. Okay, for my top three, I have Marriage Story, The Farewell, and Booksmart. My tentative chips are going to A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Ford v. Ferrari, Ferrari uh, Knives Out, The Lighthouse, Little Women, Parasite, and Waves. Uh, first off, I, I love Amazing Grace. Always have, always will. Uh, my top three are Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Booksmart. My chits are for Little Women, Waves, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, The Lighthouse, and Parasite. 
Uh, my top three are Parasite, Uncut Gems, and Marriage Story. Uh, my chits are Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, The Beach Bum, Booksmart, The Lighthouse, Knives Out, and In Fabric. My top three are Marriage Story, Parasite, and Knives Out. My chits are Portrait of a Lady on Fire, 1917, Jojo Rabbit, Midsummer, Avengers Endgame, Booksmart, and The Lighthouse. Uh, top three, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Parasite, Knives Out, Chits, uh, Marriage Story, Joker, The Beach Bum, Uncut Gems, Ford uh, versus Ferrari, Booksmart, and The Lighthouse. If I could just say officially, with the Beach Bum votes, nobody can ever make fun of me about Ramona and Jesus ever again. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not his face. <laughs> My top three, In Fabric, Parasite, Avengers Endgame. Chits, The Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Ford v. Ferrari, Knives Out, Us, The Lighthouse, Us. I said that twice, so I'm going to find another replacement. Um, Booksmart. Sounds like I should drop this because it's a lost cause, but my number one is Apollo 11, two is Portrait of a Lady on Fire, three is Parasite, two my chits are A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Booksmart, Four Sama, Ford v. Ferrari, Hustlers, Marriage Story, and Waves. Okay, top three. Number one, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Number two, Parasite. Number three, For Sama. My Chits, Little Women, Marriage Story, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, Jojo Rabbit, Portrait of a Lady on Fire, Waves, and One Child Nation. Um, this one? I don't know if One Child Nation is. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not. It's not on Best Picture. Yet. Oh, it's no. not? No. Well, shoot. Bang. Yeah, Sorry. Beach, well, Beach, Beach Bum Nation will come out. <laughs> 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 the sequel. Let's not forget that, Gasson. Apollo 11 is the other guy. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> then I will put us on All the right. list. Okay. Cool. Um, my number one is Parasite. My number two is Portrait of a Lady on Fire. My number three is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I give a chit about Ford v. Ferrari, <laughs> Booksmart, Marriage Story, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, In Fabric, Knives Out, and Uncut Gems. Anyone feel strongly that people should include any specific movie uh, that they didn't hear listed as frequently? Or besides Beach Bum? Besides Beach <laughs> Bum. Make the argument for Beach Bum. Rich. Okay. Did I hear anyone say So Irish close Bum? to Chit. Oh, oh, I did. I just looked I up on yeah. Letterboxd to see if you gave it uh, a good review. You did. All right, I'm going to make the case for Beach Bum, guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> Harmony Corinne as a filmmaker is uh, not – it's a strong brew. It's not for all tastes. Um, that that said, uh, this is like – this is like – uh, if you look at his career, this is like an unexpectedly really um, upbeat and like almost like a feel – I mean this is like feel-good film of the year for me. Um, it's hilarious. Uh, the, the dialogue is so funny. Um, Matthew McConaughey just missed my best actor performance. I know a lot of people would say, hey, this is like Matthew McConaughey, like he's barely acting. But I think to, <laughs> I think to, before or after the car commercials, yes, I think <laughs> to capitalize on his persona like this is really fascinating. Um, I, I think the ensemble cast is great. There's so many good supporting characters. Um, the movie the movie's like ethos is like the same as its characters, but there's also still like an underlying sadness. Um, I think it's saying a lot about how how we choose to distract ourselves from things in life that um, may upset that may like be upsetting or issues that are weighing on us. Um, 
the movie follows um, like really serious things that happen in his life, like um, him having to go to rehab or him having or hit the uh, death of his wife. Spoilers. Um, with uh, the with him sort of ignoring it and going off on his own like weird self indulgent adventures. I just I like unabashedly love that movie. I think it's incredibly rewatchable. I will and speak up for Beach as well, although I have not given it a chit. Um, I I think it was instructive watching Gummo after watching Beach Bum. I had never seen Gummo. Wow. We watched it as a group at Nick's house. <laughs> it was it was uh, the the the. You're the, right. The sheer like the whole like Harmony Corinne's desire to elicit any kind of reaction. His entire ethos in Gummo, which is basically like the best movie Terrence Malick never made, but better than yeah. pretty much all of Terrence Malick's movies after Days of Heaven, up until A Hidden Life, including the fact that Gummo's, the, the kid's mom is played by the young girl from Days of Heaven. Like, it is absolutely him riffing on Days of Heaven and Malick's whole style. Um, but seeing, I mean, it's the exact same, exact same philosophy but only just rendered with real actors and a budget in Jimmy Buffett in Beach Bum. <laughs> so I actually think Beach Bum is an interesting movie for all the reasons that it says, but I also think it's, I mean, I think it's legitimately a really interesting movie, but it is it is also contingent on you buying into Harmony Corinne's bullshit. And if you do not yeah. buy into his bullshit, it's going to be unwatchable. It is unwatchable. Yeah, yeah it is. Same, that's how I was. But <laughs> I think there are a lot of movies like that, mm-hmm. and I think that and a lot of filmmakers like that. Yeah, Maybe. yeah, and I and I think it is a really interesting film. It's sort of similar to In Fabric, where I think mm-hmm. you have to buy into Strickland's bullshit and his approach to making movies. I forgot this was being recorded. Uh, to really enjoy like his his form of satire. Did you order the code red? But I I mean I think In Fabric is one of the most interesting and strange. Um, satires of the year um so i'm really glad to hear that a bunch of people are giving it like chits and, mm-hmm. and i get one but yeah you, you guys this collective argument yeah. really sucked the nectar out of life great great i feel like the farewell is really kind of getting lost in the shuffle mm-hmm. i yeah. don't know if they're like if people had like really strong objections to it or whatever it might have just kind of gotten lost in the shuffle but i think it's a really mm-hmm. beautiful movie i didn't really I went into not really knowing what to expect. Again, as I said, I hadn't seen Aquafina really in anything, and I was just really kind of taken away with this story of extremely personal to a filmmaker. You know what else she's really good in? Jumanji 2. (laughs) (laughs) Shockingly good in that. For for me, with The Farewell, I liked it. I think that the the very final button on it kind of popped the the feeling that Mm -hmm. I had Mm -hmm. to know definitively what had happened. I agree. Kind of, kind of planted it squarely in the well, that was nice kind no. of feeling for me, rather rather than something that kind of challenged me a little more or challenged itself a little more. And it didn't make me hate the movie by any stretch, but I think it just it kind of firmly planted it in that you know kind of nicely. A little told. bit of an amateur move there at the end. You felt yeah, like maybe not so much amateur, but just maybe over anxious to send people home feeling better, like. If that makes sense. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who might listen. I, to it. I, I saw it and I I enjoyed it. Um, I felt like the story was like I felt like it almost felt like an episode of a TV show or something. Like it was like in terms of like the story, it just felt like even at a short length, it felt really stretched out. I thought Aquafina was amazing. 
a lot of like the direction too reminded me of um, Wong Kar Wai's like in the movie for love yeah. like there's just like quiet pensive moments of people like sad smoking cigarettes looking out windows and I thought it was like I like and I mean that in a good way but it just I think I also had really high expectations for it but I, I enjoyed it I did not love it though I felt like uh, I was her grandmother watching her in that and also in the Jumanji movie. I kept telling her, you've got this terrible posture. Straighten up. <laughs> <laughs> and there they go at the very end. <coughs> Little Women is the only one that I, in, on the list, even of, I'm happy with the list that, that I have and some of the ones other people have kicked in. That's the only one I can really see seeing, you know, repeat watching. Really, I also really enjoy, and I've seen several versions. Right. As, you know, the BBC and PBS have a have an unofficial deal where they call each other every decade and go, "Your turn." Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's that or Shakespeare or yeah, anything off a historical novel. I really or like so to bring that much to the table and creatively without sacrificing the joys of the original. You yeah. know, of the reason yeah. why people come to the table. Uh, and surprising within that. And again, I think the ending of that film is masterful. I want to study yeah. that. Yeah. I, I re that's one of the only ones I've rewatched of this list, and I really was really happy that I did. My three big omissions from like narrative features would be Little Women, which I'm bummed I uh, missed out on, and Last Black Man in San Francisco. There was like, a yeah. lot yeah, of love that for that. Yeah. I had the screener forever, and I just have no excuse, it, really. It's a love. Uh, Chris and I were talking about this a little bit yesterday. It's it's a it all at first it feels like a West Coast do the right thing, mm -hmm. and then you get to this beautiful. You you're in the world. I mean, it's we talk about getting dropped into a world kind of sure. like Little Women, kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You are dropped into non-cinematic San Francisco. Right. Uh, it's not a travelogue. It's this particular neighborhood and the people that live there. And I didn't want to leave. Great. Yeah. You, know, yeah. you can be snarky. I can, and I've been snarky. I was like, it's the most, one, one of the most beautiful films about squatting I've ever seen. Yeah. And, but it is. Yeah. Um, no, it's just a, just a lovely film. I hope more people see. Yeah, I wish I wish I had seen it. Literally, if I had watched it two days earlier, I could have nominated. It would have, it was at four four nominations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And that's really too bad because it's it's really good. It's it, it, I immediately saw it said that's knocking something off my top ten list. Yeah. And the last few days, it's it's moving up my top ten list. That's yeah. a movie about squatting that doesn't have divine in it. Yeah. <laughs> or is the beach yeah. <laughs> that movie just continually surprised me. I, mean, I yeah. never felt like I knew what was coming next. Yeah. And to me, that's always just, I mean, we, we watch as many movies as we do. The worst thing that can happen to a movie is I know where it's going, and I'm just waiting around for the movie to show up. Um, that's a terrible feeling. I'm a lot. I had it with a lot of even good films this year where it's like, I know where you're going. I'm just waiting for you. Midsummer. Um, I haven't seen it recently, but it's stuck with me. And the reason why I gave it a shit is even though it's not as strong as Hereditary, um, almost by a long stretch, like just that beginning, the first 10 minutes of Midsummer just brings you into the character's world and shatters it completely. And then you follow this character as she is being welcomed into like a cult area like I kind of and it's interesting because I forget who brought up that it was like a cult experience but I saw it as she finding her family <laughs> um, and I think that that's an interesting trick of the movie is that it is very cultish and, and 
crazy, but uh, I just really appreciated that kind of uh, slow burn throughout the movie. Is it a cult film or is it a breakup film? Or is it a dessert That's wax? And, yeah, is it a floor <laughs> wax and a dessert topping? There are like All images. In, yeah, there are like images in that movie too that are burned into my brain. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's my, like one of my favorite movies of the year. I really loved it when I first saw it, and I feel like it sort of receded from my mind sense. Yeah. Um, I don't love it as much as Evan really. Kind of, he's he's the one. <laughs> but I, I do think Ari Aster. It's like mm-hmm. I, I kind of. Not as strongly feel this, but Nick is kind of of the opinion that like Ari Aster needs to have somebody else write his scripts. He's a very strong director, I and I it, yeah. I do agree with that. I don't I don't think I feel strongly as that. As at least a co-writer. Yes, because I think the conceit of Midsummer is really really interesting. I also don't think that movie ever is as good as that first mm-hmm. ten or fifteen minutes, yeah. which is an amazing mm-hmm. like opening just absolutely incredible like those early scenes uh with christian and florence Pugh's character uh i mean those are like more uncomfortable and intense than like anything else that happens in the movie oh, yeah. afterwards yeah, uh, yeah. it's the anti-marriage story where i feel like yeah. they would easily be on my list if somebody had rewritten the last third mm-hmm. yeah that's better Playing the score from Midsummer. <laughs> I thought I had the score. I'd like to advocate also for Just Mercy, which is a film that's really, I mean, of all the critics' yeah. awards and nominations that have come out so far, it's just not on anybody's radar. And I don't know why, it's, maybe because it's not getting wide release, I think, until January. Yeah. Um, but I just think it's, yes, it's it's sort of an old-fashioned movie. It's, it's what they call the, it's an outrage genre. Um, like Dark Waters would be another example of that sort of thing. There's usually a, a court scene at, at some point. But oh, but there's a Christmas scene, therefore it's a Christmas movie. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. I, really, I like Just Mercy too, and I thought it was a shame that they basically just sort of dumped it onto the screener system without any fanfare, yeah, so, so they awesome. could watch it. But if, I could, if I could entice people to yeah. give a chip for Just Mercy, I would <laughs> love to make it our top ten list. That would be good. Um, <clears throat> Marriage Story kind of seems like the front runner right now, and uh, I'd be thrilled if that won. Um, but I'm also never going to watch that movie again. <laughs> um, but are you going to read the letters that were in the ridiculous <clears throat> packet that were in? Uh, yeah. um, whereas, uh, you know, I've watched Once Upon a Time in Hollywood twice now, and I think about it all the time, and I'll probably watch it again and again. For me, nothing has really topped that. Um, Especially for the final set piece, which I think might be the best thing Quentin Tarantino has ever done. So that's just what yeah. I understand about that. You never hear Vanilla Fudge the same way again. <laughs> the kind of beauty of that last sequence for me, for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, even though I didn't, I might end up putting it on a chip, but uh, is just the way that it is poking fun at the Quentin Tarantino fan base in a way that, like, introducing that like sequence is I think they're they're in the house and they're watching TV and like the it's like a variety show or something and the host is like now what you now what you've been waiting for and then you expect it to be like the way it's done is like you're expecting it to be oh we're going to see the Manson family murder uh, uh, everyone the way that history portrayed it but then it's like okay well no we're not going to do that because this is an angelic figure in the film so we're going to just show just absolute gratuitous violence against these people who committed a uh, horrific act and in some cases destroyed this beautiful like symbol of Hollywood um, at the time. So. And then we get a Wolf of Wall Street reunion. <laughs> yeah. Hell 
yeah. I would say that the nomination is the victory for in fabric. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's which the would, one I'm saddest about. Which, which, which would be, you know, which, which would be in my own top ten, and I don't know has the, the juice to make the collective top ten, but I, I'm just glad that something so divisive, so bizarre, um, and, and just straight up horror yeah. made it, you know, made it made it this far. Even though it wasn't every everybody in our group's bag. Um, <coughs> so it's got yeah. my number one still, Nick. It's still oh, yeah. it's not going anywhere. I, I loved in fabric. Yeah. Um I'm again I'm just like in the bag for a lot of these like Jalo throwback movies too. I don't know if any of you guys are familiar with um oh my gosh, what is that movie? It's by the people who made um let the corpses tan. Yeah, I never saw that. That was a fantastic movie. Um, I, I'm I'm in the bag for that. But I think that's also like when we write at the end of the year. That's like probably my favorite theater going experience all year. Yeah, I. Well, that my was, favorite. Well, that theater, and Hellboy. That and the lobby encounter are my favorite. Uh, <laughs> actually, was the lobby encounter is better. That was I like that better. Um, I'll I'll speak up for Parasite again. Um, it sounds like it has a little bit of love. That's um, my number one. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, man, really great. So um, uh, for me, that's, for me, in fabric, yeah, I think you're, you're right, Nick. It's the, the nomination, it's the victory for it. Um, but um, to see uh, Parasite, the idea of Parasite not only being on the list, but maybe, maybe, maybe being, a, yeah. you know, um, up there high uh, is really exciting to me, too. So. I don't know what it says about me, but I've seen Marriage Story twice now, and I plan on seeing it a third time again before the end of the year. So, so I've watched yeah. The Irishman I, almost three times. Without stopping. Okay. Right. So, um, if the two times, yes. If discussion is done, let me explain to you how we're going to do this. So I'm doing Best Picture. I'm Thanks for listening, start, if anyone listened. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start tabulating 